Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with my man, Front Row Kenny, and myself, Kenny. My goodness, what? I don't know what transpired yesterday, but, you know, they say crazy things always happen in Vegas, and which is technically <laughs> true. However, before we get to all of that, how are you doing, my brother? Man, it was a crazy race. I mean, it's before we even dive super deep into it. But yeah. yeah, it was Las Vegas is a crazy place in its own self and so was that race. I'm doing good. This weekend was actually pretty relaxing this weekend. I went to a winery. I was feeling elegant as well. Oh, very be. nice. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Nice little view about 45 minutes outside of Charlotte. It was really nice to be out there. Had a good time with my girlfriend. After that, Sunday didn't do much to watch football. Unfortunately, our Dallas Cowboys did not have such a good Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about all I did. How about you? Well, I, I tell you what, one thing about the Cowboys, well, they, at least it was good to see them at least make a game of it, you know, because I, I, I know I had Phil, I had Philadelphia fans or and Philadelphia friends of mine, I mean, just literally giving it to me through text messages. And then when it got 20 <laughs> to 17, I went, oh, okay. I was like, where everybody at? And then, but I was just glad that they made a game of it. You know what I mean, Kenny? But uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but the weekend was just fine for me. I've been working my butt off. And and the reason why I've been working my tail off, Kenny, is because I leave on, on a cruise to Cabo. Yes, Ooh. heading to Cabo on Wednesday, sir, with my girlfriend and some other friends of ours. And we are going to sail away and not look back for at least five days and four nights. So... With that being said, i just been working my tail off, like I said, and i just kind of been focused on that. I did watch a little bit of football. I watched a lot of baseball, and, uh, you know, it's just, you know, going back to what I think I said a couple of podcasts ago, this is just such a great time, you know, if you're a sports fan in general, because you got the, you know, you got the NASCAR playoffs right now, you got the, the you got the baseball playoffs, and football has already started, uh, basketball, I mean, I think hockey is also going on right now. This is just a great time to be a sports fan. I mean, so I think some people's heads have exploded already. <laughs> it is a it is a very good time to be a sports fan. I did I did catch a little bit of baseball this weekend. Hell, the Marin almost played basically. As a matter of fact, not even almost. They played two games basically, which is crazy in itself. But yeah, it was a, a ton of great sports on this weekend. And probably by the time you guys are hearing this, I'm attempting to get this on this same exact Monday that we're recording on. But the NBA season starts tomorrow. My yep. Oklahoma City Thunder are not contending for the playoffs. I already knew that going into this season. But it seems like it's going to be a very fun season, whether you're a fan of a team in the Eastern Conference or in the Western Conference. It seems like it's going to be a really, really good, super competitive season. Yeah, you know, I think even some of the college football that I've been watching has just been absolutely insane. You know, I do want to also touch on that Mariners and Astros series. And even though that, you know, I'm a huge Astros fan and Tam would always uh, let me have it because because of them damn trash cans. Um 
I have to I have to say as an Astros fan, Kenny, I have to give it to these Mariners and, and these Mariners fans. They they literally have been waiting a long time to get back to the playoffs and it was good to see the Mariners there. They have a wonderful team and I'm gonna be honest with you, next year they look dangerous. They look dangerous just in not even next year, but for future generations to come, man. That team looks absolutely fantastic. They have a good core there. I certainly hope that uh, Scott Surveys stays that with that team because he seems like he has that that team in a in a very good playoff atmosphere. I mean, I mean, and and they seem to really l- love the guy too. So you know, hats off to them. But you know, things just didn't unfortunately go their way. And but you know, there's there's so many other things that didn't go anybody else's way either, Kenny. And going right into this NASCAR talk here. I don't want to take away from what happened, but I'm going to be honest with you, you know, that that whole entire ending of the race with Joey and Ross Chastain was just absolutely fantastic. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was a great ending to that to that race and I know unfortunately the whole Bubba and Larson in situation kind of took away from that a little bit, but I I, I really want to touch on the Joey Logano and Ross Chastain thing there for real quick. I mean, that was probably one of the the, the better endings that we've seen in, in in a while. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think the race itself was pretty good. I mean, we've got yeah, absolutely. Like one more half mile track left and. This year, the intermediates have been very entertaining. I just think, like, you know, I can't remember who said it on TV, but I think the the nar- not even the narrative, it's just the conversation has left the actual on-track product itself to more so just like, oh, well, this penalty happened, and this happened, and that happened, and it leaves out, oh, yeah, you know, guys, there was a pretty solid race that went, went on. You know, like, obviously with Bubba and, and Larson, that whole thing yeah. was crazy in itself. It definitely, you know, took Twitter into a storm. There is no oh, doubt. Oh, God, but man. I, but the funny thing is, Joey and Ross Chastain, they are two notoriously aggressive drivers. They will throw the most aggressive block, no matter intermediate, short track, Super Speedway race, you name it. They are definitely those type of people. And Ross Chastain obviously has been the topic of discussion the entire season of his aggressiveness, his aggress- his aggression on track, even though it's been, you know, a thing way longer before he even got the track house. But this year it's been highlighted a multitude of times, whether it was Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace actually, ironically enough, at Kansas, you know, like, these different things have happened a multitude of times, right? Now, I told my group chat, I was like, hey, y'all, I said, look, despite all what has happened, I'm throwing bets on there is possibly one stupid block that's going to cause the 22 and the 1 to wreck each other out of this thing and hurt their championship chances, right? However, we got a completely different story. We actually got a very clean finish and a competitive one, and I thought it was very (laughs) enjoyable because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, one of you are going to throw a block, whether it's Logano or Chastain. I didn't know who was going to do it first. Now, the block still did happen. However, it was done with enough room and enough respect among one another. And so it Absolutely. turned out to be a pretty good one. You know, like it was entertaining. And obviously, Logano is now advancing to the championship for. But Ross Chastain is the one of the quiet ones that I think definitely could do so. And a very good performance there was great. And we're actually heading to his home state of Florida next week at Homestead. So yep. 
Yeah, yeah that was I'm, you know great, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quick. I I if there was any any doubt in my mind up to this point about Ross Chastain slowly becoming a Joey Logano, you know, somewhat of a a, a, a hard slash dirty racer. I I gained a little bit of respect back for Ross Chastain after yesterday because what you just said you just took the words right out of my mouth. What we <laughs> what we saw there was good hard good old fashioned hard racing, but very respectable. I, I I was I was under the same impression that you got. I was like somebody's going to be blocking, somebody's going to be doing something here, and I didn't know if it was going to be Joey or Ross. But, you know, Joey just at some point just had a faster car. And once he passed Ross Chastain, that was it. I mean, he basically flew away from Ross Chastain. There was nothing Ross could do but hope to come in. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about I, I, it. I mean, I think at that point, what, I, I know he, as soon as Joey passed him, he was trying to do whatever he could to get, you know, back around it, around him. But at that point, you know, Joey just, just had a, a faster car at that point. And there was nothing really he could do. But that was just absolutely incredible. And what what even impressed me more about Ross Chastain was was in his post race interview just how he acknowledged you know those last couple of laps with Joey and with that that smile somewhat smirk on his face like you know <laughs> i mean i think i think ross wanted to get I, I i hope he was i think he was hoping there was going to be a race tomorrow like today you know what i mean he's like let's let's move the race up he th- ross can't he can't wait to get back on the track fast enough. I can tell you that. And and that's what I really liked about him. And so, you know, with that being said, you know, hats off to Ross Chastain and, and handling that in a very, you know, professional manner. And Joey, and, and this is what I'm talking about, Kenny. Joey Logano just seems to be that one guy that's just always hanging around. He's always there. I mean, he's in the top eight, but nobody's really talking about him. You know, and now he's in the top four, and you're going, okay, let's see who. Uh, well, Joey's there. Jo- Joey's there. Uh, of, of course, the, of, of course, the twenty-two is there. Kenny, that, that yeah, that's what he's Joey been does quiet all year. Yeah, I mean, he's been hanging around. I think I talked about it last week. I was like, you know, Joey is another one who is like quietly had a decent season, nothing over the top for some reason yeah. in Joey Logano fashion. He's got to win the the inaugural race at somewhere, like he did at the Clash, for example. It's just been a very, you know, he's good. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's a, obviously a former champion, but yeah. otherwise, it's been a very regular year for you know for the 22. But it's always funny. I feel like I can't. I wish I had the full reference in front of me, but I, I've always felt like Penske when they come to Las Vegas. Ever since we've been coming a yeah. second time a year. They've always brought a very good car, and they usually are front runners. And obviously, Logano was in Penske, still in Penske, and he got it yeah. done. So yeah, and it's crazy. So I guess what I could do before we go a lot further is just run down the top tw- ten really quickly, yeah, and then go ahead. obviously we will discuss the elephant in the room. Um, obviously, Joey Logano won. He has punched his ticket into Phoenix, and he will be racing the championship once again. Ross Chastain came home in second. Kyle Busch who also had a tire come off his car late in the race, came back and still came home third. But that will be his last race with his uh, current crew chief, Ben Bayshore. So that'll be the last time he'll be on the top box because there will be a penalty and also a crew chief suspension, which I think now that'll go through Daytona, I believe. I believe um, so, we'll yeah, see. You're... We'll see how that works. But Chase Briscoe, another 
quiet championship contender. Came home in fourth, had a really good day, ran really well all day long. Denny Hamlin came home in fifth. Sixth was Tyler Reddick. Seventh was Martin Truex Jr., who was won in Vegas a couple times in the past. Eric Jones came home in eighth, a very solid day for him and the 40th. Ninth was A.J. Allmendinger. He is killing it on the ovals this year same thing in xfinity he is definitely a championship contender over there so we'll see how that shakes down for him i'm really hoping he does win that xfinity title but we'll see and to round out the top 10 was austin Dillon. so there have you your top 10 for the south point 400 at vegas we are moving on to the homestead miami speedway for the next race in the round of eight but of course before we even get to the round of eight one of the biggest controversies from yesterday despite having such a solid race for las vegas was between Bubba and Larson. It was a very unexpected moment from a lot of people, including myself. And I even tweeted, if you're not following me as well, at Front Row Kenny, make sure you are. But I tweeted, I said, man, you know what? That's my guy, but that's the wrong move. I didn't think it was a good move at all not to hook somebody in a straightaway like that, mm-hmm. speeds like that, you know, this, that, this, that, and the third. Now, knowing at the moment it happened, my first thought process was, well, damn. I'm probably not going to be on Twitter much this week because I already know how it's going to end up being. And I was not, I can't say disappointed because it was like almost expected, but Uh all of the fanfare and reaction for the most part was exactly what I expected. And I hate that I have to still think like that. I've been watching NASCAR for over 20 years and I understand like there is that percentage of the fan base. I'm not going to generalize and say all, but there is that section of the fan base that is still (laughs) i don't know how to describe it but really in full detail but to be i guess more professional quote unquote but it's just some of the the more racist folks that have been waiting for this opportunity i even see seen someone's wife who was whose husband used to race in nascar i think it's ashley scott or ashley k scott whatever her name is doesn't matter really she had an incident with Bubba on pit road in Kentucky a few years ago when he was in the Xfinity series and she set a slur towards him. Right. And she hasn't really been on Twitter much. And she came out the woodworks to try and explain and give her thoughts on why he's a terrible person and a whole lot of other people. Yeah. All of a sudden, right. Everyone's got a story to tell and everyone has been, it's almost like a lot of people have almost been waiting for a moment like this. So, my thing is, before I even say anything further, Renee, when you saw it, you know, what were your initial reactions and what were your thoughts? Because last week we just talked about consistency, and I think yeah. a lot of this conversation we're going to have now is part of that. Yeah, you, you know, Kenny, uh, you know, my take on that is, is, so I'm, you know, I had the luxury of uh, being at work and and kind of watching it, you know, and and or, or listening to it rather, because there were moments where I was able to listen to it in the car, you know, on Sirius XM like I normally do. And then I, you know, was able to go back and look at the highlights after I gotten off work, and because that I, I, as soon as I got off work, that was the first thing that I did. I opened up my laptop, and I was still at work, mind you, Kenny. And I was, I opened up my laptop and I went directly to the highlights and I went directly to that specific highlight to see exactly how it unfolded, what happened, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, the one thing I do hate about social media, Kenny, is you, we always, we always see these parts of videos where it's only a one-sided story. Oh my God, look, look at this. And then you're going, okay, hang on a second. Where's the rest of that video? So I can see exactly what happened that led up to that. Does that make any sense? 
Yeah, and, no, for sure. Right. For sure, uh, absolutely. So, so what I did is I looked up the entire video. I watched the whole thing. Now, my take on this whole thing is, is, is basically this. Kyle Larson definitely did kind of, you know, make a hard move. And I, I think he, he did kind of rush him. In. And, and, and Larson said it, you know, in his, in his, in his post-race interview too. You know, he, he admitted he, he made a, a hard move and, and ran him up. Now, I, I think Bubba's reaction was something that was very, I think, normal than that, that as, as any driver would do with that would be angry. I mean, how many times have we seen Denny Hamlin within, you know, since the playoffs have started crying out loud, you know, go down and chase down, <laughs> you know, chase down Ross Chastain, you know what I mean? Come on. I mean, this is nothing normal or this is nothing, you know, unnormal that we haven't seen before. Come on. We see this all the time. My only issue, Kenny, is the same as yours. I thought the reaction and the retaliation that Bubba took at those speeds was was very dangerous and and uncalled for. Now I will I will put that on Bubba. I I think he could have done something completely different and maybe done it in a better way. I mean, yeah, we're we're all used to people, you know, reacting and retaliating, but not in that manner. That that could have been dangerous for both drivers and some and any other driver who would have gotten caught up into that mix and unfortunately, what was it Christopher Bell? <clears throat> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Christopher, Christopher Bell was Bell an innocent bystander. That, yeah. a, a playoff driver. Now, the other half of my take is this. You know, I'm sitting there listening to a NASCAR talk later that evening on my way home, and I'm listening to all the, the phone calls coming in, and I'm also reading all the tweets on, on Twitter. And, man, I'm going to tell you, you know, if, if you ever just want to – if you're having a wonderful day – and you just want to ruin your day for no reason at all, get on Twitter and just read tweets. And it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be, to be about specific. anything. Just read, read <laughs> tweets on Twitter. It is so, it's just poison, man. It, it's, it's literally just a poisonous place. Sometimes I hate that I'm on Twitter, but the only reason why I'm on it is because of, you know, NASCAR. You know, our own Twitter account together, all turns no breaks. And if you're not following us, please follow us on Twitter at turns no breaks. We definitely, I can tell you this, me and Kenny definitely keep it real, but we don't keep it that real. We don't keep it Dave Chappelle real. But as much as we'd like to keep it Dave Chappelle real, but we definitely keep it within the, the realms of, you know, not not going outside the box of being rude or, or, or attacking anybody in particular in, in that kind of way. We keep that we keep it very respectable and and that i can tell you kenny i was reading all of these tweets and i was just like my goodness they were you know they're, they're already they're already you know ready to hang this guy by his toes man i mean people like, were like, ready like, like a pinata i'm telling you like man, man and, and and you know what that's that's the unfortunate <laughs> thing kenny and i i also had to kind of keep my emotions in check because there's so many things i wanted to say but i wanted to keep it in check kenny and i'm telling you you know what? I, I I do think that that retaliation was. I do think it was inappropriate and dangerous. I was hoping that 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 Bubba was gonna walk over to him and apologize, but I knew that wasn't gonna happen. I mean, but they made it seem like he was bullying the guy. You know, like I, oh my god, he could have fought back. You know what I mean? I was even like, a, man, even I was like, really, <laughs> it wasn't really a fight. I, I, it really wasn't even a fight. Like no, listen, um, listen. Okay, 
my thing is, I, I feel like because we're not in the heyday, where we're not like in the 79 Daytona 500, where you've got two guys actually literally going fisticuffs legitimately. But nowadays, because we're, I think a lot of writers in that, in the NASCAR world and a lot of folks that are, you know, for it are so hungry for that fighting moment or whatever you want to call it that you've got to try and pull and reach for anything to call it a fight that was it wasn't really anything like it was a disagreement and a couple you know a couple shoves and a couple pushes but a fight I didn't see Larson swing back so like I don't really call something like that a fight you know what I mean I just I don't I don't feel that way but yes to your point with Twitter it was it was a cesspool yesterday like I had to log myself off I probably won't be on that much this week because I've just seen so much. And I think, like like you said, some people were just waiting like a damn piñata at a kid's party, ready to knock down in everything. And I think the thing that's always going to bother me the most out of some people, and listen, I promise you, if you have a problem with what I'm saying or what Renee is saying, look, you can unfollow me, you can do whatever. I could care Absolutely. less. Absolutely. But listen, for the people with some of the most massive and disgusting undertones and some of the things they, they said— it was just like, look, and I can say it straightforward. Listen, there has always been the perception of, for example, a white person being perfect. That is deemed was perfect. That is what is the the image that you should follow, whether you're, you know, whether you're not white or not. That should be the exact image you should be, right? We yeah. already knew that Bubba Wallace by default is under a microscope. From one little thing. This was the thing, right? This yep, was the thing absolutely. that just pushed that's it over a, the edge, right? That's a great point. That's a great point. You know what I mean? And yeah. I hated that people wanted to claim and say like, oh, you know, Kyle Larson is a saint. He is the perfect race car driver. No, no, no. You can say what you really want to say, and that's okay. I'd rather you just be upfront and honest and just say it with your chest. It's okay. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I'd rather know whoever I'm following or whoever I know is legitimately just trying to point it out in that way because that's exactly what you're doing every single time you say things like, oh, well, you know, he's he's class of the field. Well, class of the field is the same guy who got his ride taken away for, wait a minute, I'm not even going to say the rest of it, but guess what? Y'all know exactly what happened, right? But again, I know he's not a perfect human like nobody is, right? I'm 100% aware of that. But the pedestal that you put him on and the look, might as well say the floor mat that you're literally trying to wipe on with Bubba currently and with this whole situation is insane to me because, look, the consistency, it's not there. It never has been in NASCAR, right? It has been a very boys have at it in quotation, right? Whether it's on-track activity, you know, retaliation. And as much as it's gone this season with Ross Chastain and you go into the next race, there's been a ton of talk before the race even starts like, oh, will he retaliate? Will he react? Will he react? Will he do whatever, right? It's a constant bit of that. But soon as it turns to this, this mm-hmm. is where it's like, oh, no, that's it. That's the line. But guess what? The line has been pushed even in this year. Just a right. couple weeks ago in Texas, uh-huh. William Byron and Denny Hamlin, right? William Byron does something stupid under caution. They can't make a call in the moment for some reason. Finally gets down to a penalty, finally gets down to a monetary fine. And in reality, the funny thing is, them getting that penalty reduced actually ended up taking Kyle Larson out of the playoffs before they even started the Roval, which is crazy, right? But again, yeah, same thing with Noah Gragson in the Xfinity Series. This year, Road America, he spun somebody out, took a couple took a couple other cars out. He got a monetary fine and points. But I even then said the same thing. Look, 
that's not enough because it still hasn't affected his season. He's still running in the playoffs, right? It hasn't done anything to him. So I think, like, you know, even to the truck series, Carson Hosevar at Lucas Oil Raceway, he legitimately flat-out dumped somebody. I know it was at lower speeds before anyone even remotely says that. I get that part. But guess what? There is no precedent for what is good and what is bad and what is not because it seems like it's an extreme judgment call. And I think, like, by the time Tuesday comes around, it's really going to be interesting to see whether – he actually gets suspended for the season or right. for the remainder of the season, right? Like Kyle Bush in the truck series a few years ago got parked for wrecking Ron Hornaday under caution, right? That happened. He got, you know, he got parked. Actually, he got parked for that entire weekend. Right. I, rem- that I remember that. Series. I remember right. that. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and that, like and we that had was the right, moments where it happened. rightfully done. He, he definitely right. deserved that. A- exactly. Right. And we've had those moments. I can even go a little bit further back, right? Like think about, Carl Edwards and Brad Keselowski. That yeah. whole feud when the car tomorrow was out. Look, if you've seen the picture of Keselowski's car from Atlanta, the roll cage with like the whole body was caved in. Yeah, like that was pretty dangerous from what that was. And you know, at the time, you could almost get to two hundred going into the corner at Atlanta, right? So it's mm-hmm. like my my only thing is, yes, I do believe that it was wrong, hundred percent. However, it's just this fine line of what is consistent with what it is. And I've also even said the same thing about lower series like ARCA, for example, where there's a lot of young drivers. They get away with a lot of things. They might get a point stock and they might get a small fine. But nobody is really truthfully across the board of stock car racing, at least from what I've seen at a national series level, has not really dropped the hammer down. I think there needs to be a true fine line going into next season. And enough with this retaliation and enough with that. If you're really going to be about having this product be similar to what the FIA used to be for Formula One, Look, be just as that strict, no matter what. If you want to make an example, it should have been set a while back ago. But yeah. again, dating all the way back to 1979, when that fight put NASCAR on the map, it was a whole different story. So <laughs> that, that, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. It just bothered the hell that, out of that's me. For like, sure. it really did. Well, well I, I will end it with this as far as my take on that that whole situation, Kenny. And I, if if... If Bubba gets suspended for the rest of the season and they they park him for the rest of the year, you know, and are fined, I have no problem with that. Definitely understandable, and I and I I completely agree with NASCAR if they if it goes to that point. The only problem I had, you know, past that was how listening to listening to NASCAR talk and these fans call in, reading Twitters, reading, excuse me, reading tweets on Twitter yesterday about what happened afterwards. I mean, I could not begin to tell you how, just how irate I got when I could hear people talking and re, and, and and reading tweets, people saying that he assaulted Larson afterwards. He should he should have the cops called on. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I mean, we don't, you know even what? Need, we don't even need to discuss <laughs> how many drivers that, that not named Bubba Wallace or Kyle Larson have gotten together and have fought cuts on their heads, cuts on their nose. I mean, come on, you guys. That it's is a couple cats that need to be ridiculous. arrested then if that's the case. That, that's insane to me. We have yeah. seen a gang of fights that have happened or disagreements, <laughs> however you want to call it. Absolutely. But you mean to tell me we're, t- we're calling for an arrest, let alone on private property at that. But the number two, but the number two, look, okay, so if that's the case, so then why have we, all, well, I'm not even going to say we, right? People are okay with the antics of Kyle Busch, 
you know, even Jeff Gordon got into a damn fight with Jeff Jeff Burton, right? Yeah, Jeff Boyer, exactly. Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman, like Matt Kenseth. You can name the list of drivers. Hell, one of the best of all time. Dale Earnhardt's nickname is the Intimidator. He's taken out people legitimately, yeah, like in races. He has yeah. he was known for that, right? So it's like when I see stuff like that, it just screams. What someone doesn't really want to say, they're just trying to mask it behind something else. And it, it just, that's the only thing that bothered me. I think, like, people think it's just like, oh, well, you know, that's just your favorite, one of your favorite drivers. Like, no, if this happened to anybody else, I want to see the same, and I mean the same exact reaction. Because yeah. guess what? Matter of fact, I can go even further back to when I was in high school. Joey Logano and Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin at Auto Club, Logano hooks them. Spins that car, it hits that wall, and guess what? Hamlin is out for a while. He got hurt, and he was out for a while. Like, and guess what? Nothing yeah. happened after that. Like, nothing. And that was at just a fast enough speed, even at Auto Club, right? So it's like, again, like I said, the only thing I want to happen, ultimately, if they do suspend him, okay, great. If we're yeah. going to set this president going forward, let it be the same every single week. Don't let someone under caution just because they're pissed or whatever the circumstance is wreck somebody. If we're going to be that strict on it, we need to stick to it. Yeah, that is we have, all we I got have left to, to say. Same, we have to keep the <laughs> yeah, we ha, we definitely have to keep the same energy across keep the, the board, same goddamn no energy. Who it is and I totally agree with that. You know, Kenny, but once again, I don't I I don't want this to overshadow, you know, uh, of of you know, Joey Logano, you know, punching his ticket into the fight. And, and you know what I thought was interesting, too, is uh, the guys in the booth, I can't remember what, who said it, but they said a stat that I didn't even realize was a stat, but they said the, the, the last three drivers have, or actually within the last six races, the last three drivers that have punched their, the, the, the driver who has first punched their ticket in to the round of four has gone on to win the championship and Joey Logano is sitting. I did uh, see that. Yeah. Looking really nice. If that's the case, my boy is still in it. Chase Elliott. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just happy that uh, my man Chase is still there. Kenny, I don't know if you have anything else, but we could definitely go into some predictions if you are ready, sir. Last thing I'm going to say before we go into predictions, just make sure we keep the same damn energy the next time something like this happens. That is the very last thing I got to say. But well said. that being said, you can say you can say your predictions now, Mr. Renee. Go ahead. It's time for Grace Predictions. So here we go. Going to Homestead. Kenny, I, I you know, I, I want to try to keep this real nice and sweet here. But, you know, I, I, I feel bad for Christopher Bell. And with, with with that being said, I'm definitely going to pick Christopher Bell, but not as my main winner. I'm going to keep Christopher Bell in my side pocket as that alternative pick. But my main pick, I'm going with my man Chase Elliott. Like I said, he's still there. He's uh, he's uh, technically, num I think he's sitting at number three right now. So I'm going to go with Chase Elliott as my main pick. And look for Christopher Bell to jump back and don't be surprised if he comes back and wins this race as well. So uh, Christopher Bell as my alternative pick. Those are my picks, Kenny. I'm sticking with them. What say you, brother? Well, I'm happy that Homestead is back in the playoffs, as it should be. I still wish it was a championship race. But for my picks, I am going to go with Denny Hamlin as my main pick. And as for my alternative pick, even though he's not in the playoffs, I'm going with Kyle Busch to get just one more win with JGR before he goes to Childress. So, those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. What say you, fans well, of all turns, no breaks? Well, those are our picks. 
We're sticking with them. We hope that we actually have a better race. Well, not, you know what? The race was fine. We don't need a better race. I mean, if we get a better race, that would be awesome. But hopefully all of this stuff will die down and uh, we can kind of move on from this little incident, Kenny. But if you guys out there, listeners of All Turns No Breaks, have uh, any takes on what we talked about today, please hit us up. We'd love to hear your feedback. We always appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us every single week. Hit us up on our social media, on Twitter, at Turns No Breaks, across the board at turns no breaks we are also on instagram as well please hit us up and let us know who you think is going to win this weekend at homestead maybe if you have an alternative pick as well let us know if you know anybody else that loves nascar just as much as me and kenny do just as much as you do please turn them on to our uh, podcast even though it's towards the end of the year i'm sure that they will love it and they will love us and maybe they can continue to listen to us next year as well possibly that depends it's still up in the air However, as for now, as for Kenny and myself, I hope you have a wonderful week. I will be in Kabul enjoying every bit of my vacation, and I will be thinking about all of y'all while I have a drink, while I have just a fun time dancing my butt off and just worrying about absolutely nothing. So for Kenny and myself, we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. Stay hydrated and stay consistent. I'm out. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. 